All right, let's talk about controls. In this episode, we're going to cover a kind of a more general topic, the topic of types of systems. Now, it might seem kind of strange to talk about a type of system. It could be a system that has three wheels or a system that has five encoders. But in the case of controls, a type of system refers to a particular aspect of a system, which is how many inputs and how many outputs it has. So it's sort of a more general way to describe a system and how you would design the controller to act on that system. So we're going to start with the most basic, which is a SISO system or a single input, single output system. And uh, I mean, that's covered by a lot of different topics, like a lot of different types of systems that you would come across every day. And uh, it's also the most simplistic and therefore it's covered a lot when you would take a controls course. But uh, a perfect example would be the traditional servo motor. Servo motors are probably one of the more common things that you would use when you're uh, thinking about how to design a controller or you're learning about how to design a controller, as well as in industry, servo motor control is, is huge. And a servo motor would typically just be a combination of a motor a uh, brush DC motor quite often, and an encoder to measure the position of that motor. So you have your single input being the power you send to the motor, and you have your single output being the resultant angle of the shaft of that motor. And again, you could measure it typically with an encoder, but you could also measure it with a potentiometer or with a Hall effect sensor or a whole lot of other different ways. But that single input, single output system is really the, the basis for quite a lot of control systems. For a good reason, I mean, it, having that single input, single output gets, lets you observe and really understand a lot of the concepts behind most of control systems, especially feedback control, which uh, we talked about in other topics. Moving on from there, though, let's say that we have a number of different outputs. Then you would get into a single input, multi-output system. In this case, it could be something like a flexible arm, which is also something that's covered quite often in control systems, or even in industry, let's say the Canadarm example we have in the module where we talk about how in space, these long arms tend to be a little bit flexible. And therefore, when you move the base of the arm, you can't just assume the end of the arm is at the angle of the base. You have to take into account the flex that you're going to get in that arm. And therefore, you need to be able to measure that flex so you know, based on the angle of the base and how much flex there is in the arm, where the end of the arm is. But then you can also relate it to one of the most common things that you would study in control systems, which is a pendulum. Pendulums are used everywhere, both because they're a nice nonlinear dynamic system, but also because you can use them as examples for all sorts of different more advanced control applications. And also because they're a nice analog to a lot of real world systems that you might use. Something like a Segway trainer or even something like a Falcon 9 rocket landing. But the pendulum is a perfect example of a SEMO system because as a single input being the motor or whatever it is that actuates the bottom of the pendulum and two outputs, one being where the bottom of the pendulum is and the other being the angle of the pendulum. So whether it's on a cart, which is pretty common, or it's on some sort of rotary arm like a Futura pendulum, it doesn't matter really what the, the base of the pendulum is doing as long as you have something moving it and you know where it is and then you know also what the angle of the pendulum is, you should be able to build a controller to balance it, which is most common, or even to something like more of a crane system, move the top of it in kind of a, what we would call a gantry position. And then based on the angle of the pendulum and the position of where it is, figure out how to get that end of the pendulum to be under control. Another perfect example of this, like I said, would be the cranes they use for loading and unloading ships, where you're moving a little gantry cart up at the top of that crane system. And based on where that is and what the angle of the cables are that holds the part that attaches to a, a freight crate, you can uh, figure out exactly how to move that to get it to go exactly where you want. Now things get a little bit more complicated, though, and this would typically 
sometimes be covered in undergraduate control systems, but sometimes it would be a little bit later, which is the concept of multi-input systems. In this case, starting with a multi-input single output system. This uh, gets into a whole range of different approaches to controls that we talk about in the, in the app that are used quite a lot in uh, an industry. And the one that we talk about more specifically, because it does relate quite directly to what you would study and what you would use in industry, is the idea of a valve position control approach or the idea of mid-ranging, where you have something that's a very coarse actuator that moves your system in a very extreme way, and then something along the lines of a trim actuator, which just does some fine adjustments to the output of your system when it gets close to where it's supposed to be. And an example of this could be a valve where the valve would make a coarse adjustment, and then you would have a secondary valve that would make a more fine adjustment to really get dialed in on that pressure or that flow rate that you want. But another great example of this would be something like a turbo in a car, where you have a compressor and you have a shaft between the compressor and what you would call a dump pipe, where you have the exhaust from the vehicle turning that compressor. And uh, so obviously, once you have your exhaust, it's going to turn the compressor, it's going to spin up, create pressure, and push that pressure through a cooling system and then into your vehicle to give you more airflow, more power, etc., etc. But uh, that system also has input coming in from the throttle body on the vehicle. And so as a result of that, you have two different ways of adjusting how fast that compressor is moving and what the pressure is inside the inlet manifold of your vehicle. You have the throttle body and you have the dump pipe, or in this case, it would be to control that pressure, it would actually be what's called a blow-off valve. And so that valve gets you sort of in a coarse range for the pressure you want to make sure it doesn't go too high, but then you're really going to be adjusting it using the throttle generally. Anyway, moving on from there, you get into the final part of, of these types of systems, which is MIMO systems or multi-input, multi-output systems. These are generally the more, most complex type of system, but at the same time, you do see them everywhere. The examples we would typically use would be something like a helicopter, where you have the top rotor of the helicopter and the rear rotor of the helicopter. And generally, you would think, yeah, sure, the top rotor is able to make it fly up and down and also to tilt forward and backwards and left and right to be able to control things like heave and sway but you have the back rotor which able which basically yaws the vehicle or turns it but in actual fact because the two are coupled through the body of the helicopter they play off each other and so though you have two actuators and you have two ways of measuring or two degrees of freedom or actually in this case six degrees of freedom for how it's moving two primarily you, uh, you do get that couple dynamics in the system, and for that reason, you need to be able to control all of those different parts of the system at the same time. And, I mean, MIMO systems are, can also get into things like tanks, where you have multiple tanks feeding into each other with multiple pump systems and things like that, and you have to control how the different levels are, are changing as liquids flow in and out of different pipes or how different pumps come on and off and things like that. So MIMO systems are pretty common. They're pretty complex, but there are a lot of control systems designed specifically to address the particular complications that come out of them. So, I mean, generally speaking, the type of system is going to be the first thing you're going to want to identify when you're starting to build a controller because the type of control approach that you're going to use is going to be pretty heavily coupled to the type of system you're using. That being said, there are exceptions and there are a lot of control systems that are versatile enough to be able to handle a whole lot of different types of systems without coming up short and needing to have something a little bit more complex. Thanks very much.